And now, a Blaze Media podcast. So I know it was reported, and many of you thought that uh, with the new Popeye sandwich, uh, people went crazy for it because it had crack in it. <laughs> well, it has driven people to murder. Uh, right? So they got to have something. Uh, well, now we know that it's uh, it's got pot. A uh, man in... Uh, a man uh, got a, a half-used joint in his sandwich the other night. Do you order a sweet now, tea cl- with light ice no, and extra not, lemon? No, he did not. A sweet tea, light ice, extra lemon, not. extra lemon. Yeah, the extra no? lemon is the dope. Yeah, no, the he extra lemon. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. He just he ordered he ordered a spicy and a regular. Okay, a spicy and a regular. When you order a spicy and a regular, that comes with a half a joint. In the oh, what comes with a full joint? Uh, two spices. Two spices. And by the way. Two spices and sweet tea, light ice, extra lemon. I went to Chick-fil-A today and I nice. ordered uh, sweet tea, light, light ice, ice, extra, extra lemon, lemon, nothing. Wow. Yeah, don't don't poke your store around. You got to open it up, see if the plastic bags are floating around. No? No, I just got the two lemons and that's a big lemon too. Okay. It tastes a little weird at the beginning. That's because maybe the plastic bag opened. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see me high. It's Friday. Who cares? So he's all bummed that Popeyes hasn't gotten back to him because he says he claims that he, you know, ate half the sandwich and then the roach fell out. And he took a picture of it and sent it to them. And we don't even know. Popeyes doesn't even know if it was theirs, right? Yeah. If it came from them. Well, look, look. And who's putting half a roach in a sandwich? I'll tell you who. The employee that was smoking as he was, you know, making the sandwich. Okay. The manager comes out. Oh my God! What am I going to do? Drops it in the sandwich. Drops it in the sandwich. Close it's it up. To go, move on, and go. Then he couldn't remember what sandwich he put it in. Yes. After the manager walked yes. by, yes, because so it was already gone. It's already gone. It's possible, but they, of course, I mean, they're investigating into it because they care about their customers. How are you going to investigate? Well, you're going to saliva swap this yes. and send it to CSI, yes. or you're going to just ask? And one of the employees goes, "Yeah, it was me." Or you just look at the grill and yeah, it was me. I was, and I was. Making sandwiches, and I was you know, just I smoking you a joint out. back here, and I, I just dropped it onto the sandwich, and I got out of here. Sorry, you know, I didn't mean it. What I love about the guy, he ate the one sandwich perfect, then he opens up the second sandwich that had the roach in it, and he's about halfway done, and the roach falls out. He says, I lost my appetite. Wouldn't have had anything to do with the sandwich and a half you've already eaten, right? No, it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> are taking over i mean it's becoming a frightening thing in italy and people are clamoring for the government to do something please government please do something feral hogs are going all over our farms and we don't know what to do uh here you go farmers uh how about you kill them uh get yourself a gun and uh, kill them yeah oh is that a feral hog 
Then, uh, maybe we. Is it, oh my gosh, there's another one. According to this, all right, there are about two million feral hogs in Italy. Now they've doubled in four years. So there's some feral hog business going on. Uh, feral hogs are taking care of business. They cause about 10,000 road accidents every year in Italy. I mean, it's not. Far- Rome farmers calling for action from the government. Uh, oh, that's such a... Oh, my God. Uh, how about you take care of your own farm? I thought farmers were like those people Apparently that, not in Italy. Like, they just do it. Yeah. If there's a problem, they I take fix care of it. it. They take care of it. Yeah. You sit well, out, you sit out a couple farmer. nights. Oh, that's, that's the, right. That's the American that's farmer. That's right. Never if I remember from... Italy. Sorry. Yes. Gosh darn it. What was I thinking? A wee wee. No, that's France. Same thing. That's France. Hey. Just kill us some feral hogs over there. Oh, they're the mafia, right? Oh, they killed the feral hogs. And well, the mafia is going to get involved now. Oh well, yeah, well, because there was twenty-two thousand dollars worth of cocaine. Oh no! Buried in the woods, and the hog, the boars found it. Uh huh. Ate it all. Oh, so Corleone so, is upset. You ain't lying, Corleone. Is Michael it? Corleone. The boars ate your cocaine. Sorry, I don't have your money. Dead. Right. No kidding. No kidding. But that's the a boar, good excuse, though. That is a good that's excuse. That's a good excuse. That is a good excuse. Now, apparently, these guys were burying it out there, and then they were wheeling and dealing it into well, the Well, yeah. How else were you supposed to traffic your, and, your drugs? Thank you. And uh, they were under, they were under surveillance, and the surveillance tapes caught them talking about losing this cocaine in the woods. From these hogs. Uh, $22,000 worth of coke. Do you know how high those hogs were? Oh, I mean, there were some stoned hogs out there. Now, you want to talk about them doubling in two years? They were all high on cocaine. They were all doing... Absolutely. They are all doing boar business. And this is not the first time they probably found it. And... Right. And... Now they're jonesing. Now you've got them hooked. They're out tearing up... Right. I mean, you got... Yeah, wild boars hanging out on the farms, man. I need more cocaine. Need more cocaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're in trouble, and, and believe me, I know how frustrating it is when animals take your drugs. Oh, you do? Oh yes, that I story. Was... You can't say that story though. I can't. No, you cannot. Why? No. Why? No. Even though it was a long time ago, and says old Jeffy, and people can put two and two together. But there was a cat. There was some donuts, and the donuts were eaten, and the cat ate them. That's what you could say. And then it cost us more money because we had to go purchase more donuts. Yeah. But just know, I know the frustration that those boars caused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to do something with the boars. Stop. I mean, no, I'm sorry. This farmer should be out there. It's embarrassing. Up, it's sta- a, yes. You know what? You're embarrassing yes. the name of farmer. Embarrassing Italian farmers. 
embarrassing. There's boars on my farm. Somebody needs to do something. Yeah, that would be you. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Maybe Fisher and Cruz hog hunting company. I like that idea. We go to Italy. We kill boars for the farmers. And then we pick specific farmers that we, you know, the first farmer that says, yeah, kill mine. He's the farmer that we're going to, we're going to rent the land there you that go. the drug dealers bury their cocaine in. And we just guard that. Yes. I mean, that's what's, that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the mafia is just going to set up a farm and is, are you farmers? Yes. We'll take it. What are you growing? That stuff over there. But it's not growing, though. It looks like there's holes dug. Nah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Get off my land. <laughs> Thank you. I bury them with the hogs. Well, I've got good news and bad news. The good news, college students are putting down cigarettes. Cigarettes are, the smoking has gone down. I mean, it's- That's a, good. Right? That's really yes, good. Yes, it is. To, the tobacco use has been steadily decreasing. Well, they lost you. I'm not a college kid, but yes, they did but lose they lost me. You, they did lose me. You could pass as a college kid. It's almost been a year since I've. You smoked. could pass a college kid. You got a Missouri Missouri football sweatshirt. Yeah, football yeah, sweatshirt. It's a little embarrassing yeah. wearing that these days. We've been we've oh, a big win. We talk about good? Missouri football. No good. The last three games, uh-huh. Missouri has sucked big wind. Like how bad? Bad. Um, let's say I was looking today. Uh, they lost all three. Ooh. Uh, we're five and four now in the season. Okay, uh, and uh, the last three games, three losses in a row. Boom, boom, boom. We've we've scored twenty one points in those, in the three, last three, in those games three games. We've scored twenty one points. The three teams that we played have scored seventy six, seventy seven points, something like that. Oh no, in the seventies. Oh baby, so there's a little bit of discrepancy. There is in points. Yes, that's how you. That's how you either win or lose games. Oh. Uh, I think someone forgot to tell them that. Did they forget to tell them that? I think so because okay. uh, it doesn't seem like they're aware of it. Oh no. Anyway. Uh, but college students, I guess, uh, you know, they've taken heed to all the badness of cigarettes and are, you know, not smoking. Cancer, yeah, all that stuff. Oh. Stop trying to badmouth cigarettes around me, all right? I haven't smoked in almost a year. I don't, I, the, the times that I want one have greatly increased, you know, so I mean, so there's... There's less time that I want them. That's good for you. Right? Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, but it's rare that I really feel like I need a cigarette. Now, I'm still chewing nicotine gum, and I need to stop that. I know I need to stop. I need to stop putting nicotine in my body. Can you go into like a lollipop? I, uh, we'll see. But I need to get rid of that. But no smoking. And uh, and I'm okay. It's fine. I just whatever. I got it. I'm not supposed to smoke. Plus, you know, my goal is I'm going to not smoke for how many years did I say? 30. Yeah, I think I'm dropping that to 20. But, uh, okay, somewhere somewhere in the future is my, my goal. However, so let me say that uh, the college students that are not smoking cigarettes, eh, they're smoking pot. That's fine, right? So the usage of smoking pot in those same adults has gone way up. Uh, uh. <sighs> I got to go to class. We got to learn about. I think we're watching an AOC speech. <sighs> Did you see her with the tranny the other day? She is so cool. Oh man, her and the the 
the squad. We have another hit of that, man. Before I go, I got to hit class. Yeah, I got to hit class. Let's go. Let's hit it up. You going to the Bernie Sanders rally tonight? Yeah, me too. We have to fire one up for that. Okay, so I have to get what you. I don't know what's. I don't know what's next. You can't vape. No, you, you can't cannot. Smoke cigarettes. I guess you're just left. Smoking, don't do anything. Smoking joints. Just don't do anything. Just live a healthy life by not doing none of that. How about that? You've been doing it for a while now, for almost a year. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Makes you want to just look forward to living, doesn't it? No, it really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make me look forward to living. <laughs> All right, so those of you that are uh, familiar with uh, the book that came out a few years ago called uh, The Dangerous Book for Boys, uh, now you can dry your eyes and breathe easy because there's the double dangerous book for boys. It's out. Why isn't it on your bookshelf as we speak? And uh, one of the authors, part of the uh, Khan, uh, part of the Igulden clan, uh, Khan Igulden, uh, joining us here on Chewing the Fat. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, so, let's start with the obvious. All right, um, you you did the dangerous book for boys, and you thought, man, yeah. that's not good enough. I've got to do more. <laughs> you know, at the time, which I think was back in uh, 2006, it was pretty much everything that I wanted to put in there. We did the bow and arrow and the treehouse and. Uh, making a go-kart and stories of courage and all sorts of things. And right. but the thing is, I had a son. I, I mean, I wrote the first one because I had a son. And when he got to the age of um, about six or seven and I started looking around for the sort of old-fashioned books I'd known when I was a boy myself, they didn't seem to exist. So I set out to write one. But then I had a second son. My first son is now 19. Unbelievable, as that may sound. It and the youngest son is all. 12. So, yeah. They go the, by the youngest fast. son is 12, so... He's now running around with bare feet. And, uh, uh, you know, in that time, he was coming home from school and saying, you know, I, I made a paper frog today that bounces across the desk or I learned how to sign <laughs> H.I. behind the teacher's back so I can say hello to my friend of mine, you know. And I thought, oh, God, these, would make, these, are, these are good chapters. Exactly, you know. Yeah. And my, uh, my oldest son came and did Rubik's Cube and, how to, he, and for a while he became obsessed with picking padlocks and seeing if he could do it. And these are all good ideas, you know. I thought, every time I thought, if I ever do a sequel, I've got to put that in because that's just a good, that's a good chapter. So, I mean, it, it, what, what, what happened was is your oldest son decided that he was going to be a criminal and you okayed it. <laughs> you said, hey, what well, a great anyway, idea. But at least he'd be a good one. No, I mean, <laughs> the, it, these are the kind of ideas. I don't know what it, quite what it is. I mean, that's the thing about boyhood. Nobody has told you, look, you know, you're, you're out of shape. You're never going to run in the Olympics. You're never going to, oh, I don't know, have a television program where you, you create tree houses. No one has said that to them. So they are interested in all sorts of things. Yes, it helps if you can set something on fire. But generally, they're interested in skills and crafts and interesting complex things that mean for a little while they can become an expert yeah how and things and how a bad time yeah you want to know how things work and how you how to do it yeah and there's nothing wrong with that because i mean at the end of the day i think 
it is something that gives you immense satisfaction for the rest of your life, knowing how things work, but also being able to do things with your hands. And there's a great deal. I'm not naturally talented. If my, if my dad was still alive and he could hear me talking about doing things with my hands, he would be cracking up laughing because he was a qualified woodwork teacher and I'm left-handed and he used to talk about me being caggy-handed <laughs> and the fact that uh, I'm talking about this kind of thing would make him laugh. But that means I really have to measure everything twice and cut once. It means right. I've got to be very, very careful when I'm working. And I, it does mean I'm slow. I am incredibly slow right. when I'm working with my hands. But it is satisfying in a, in a way that almost nothing else is and calming in a way that almost nothing else is. And I think that's, that's good for boys. I will say that I, I do, uh, I, I'm well aware of uh, the uh, measure twice, cut once rule. But if, you actually, if you're actually living that rule, it's, it's really measuring like three or four times and then cutting once. <laughs> Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not honest, just twice. I don't trust my judgment. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just my judgment. I, just twice. I live that uh, every single day. So um, I understand. Uh, the other question that comes to mind uh, as we uh, talk about uh, the, the, you know, the uh, double dangerous book for boys is, uh, you know, I know you have two sons, but, uh, you know, what do you have against girls? I don't have any. I've, I've got two daughters as well. I do have two daughters, and the oldest is uh, 16 and the youngest is 13. So, of course, they took part in some of the things. This, you know, this was a sort of deliver. I mean, they knew it was a sequel to the original book when, I, I, when they didn't, actually, when they hadn't been born. But this is, um, it's harking back to a time when you'd put a sign on a treehouse saying, no girls allowed right. or something like that. You know? Right. Yes, but I know. Private. I'm their father and I love them. Yeah, very. It's private. Get away from me. So as I was uh, perusing through uh, perusing through the Double Dangerous uh, book for boys, yeah. uh, I uh, I noticed uh, you have uh, a lot of things like you you discuss the questions uh, about the law part one, and a lot of that law is based on uh, United States law. And uh, yeah. I know that you went through. I see you went through uh, the Commonwealth, but I didn't see any explanation of that god awful British government. What? I mean, do you well, not I mean, know your own government? One or two things we we changed for the uh, <laughs> the American edition. You must realize. Ah. I now realize because, for example, I did a, I did an original chapter on uh, British prime ministers going back to Walpole. I think was the first, and then obviously I thought to myself that as much as I love the Americans. They are unlikely to want to hear about British prime ministers. You know, so I did. I rewrote the chapter as uh, American presidents, but I'm, I'm, you know, a massive Americanophile, so I, I find that kind of thing fairly easy to do because right. I. You know, it's a culture I love and a, a country I've been to many times. I, so this isn't uh, this isn't a massive struggle for me. I'm just giving you a hard time because I've I've struggled over the past three or four years to uh, understand uh, the British Parliament system, and I've just uh, given up well, and yeah, said, I mean, you know, last, "This last, is why we left." The last few years, a bit. Oh, that's why you left. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's uh, that's funny. It has been a bit of a struggle the last few years, but you know we always get there in the end. There's a lot of arguing, a lot of discussion. We're like we're like ancient Athens. We sit and talk and talk and argue, and eventually, you know, just before the lights go out, someone comes to a, a, a decision. But uh, we do get there in the end. It, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a process. So I, I love the uh, – and, and when you go down the, uh, you know, the list of uh, some of the things, uh, in, there's no way to you know, cover all the, uh, all, the, all the information in the Double Dangerous book for boys, which is what I love because once you sit down, you're hooked. You're just I – sat, I sat in my office and I didn't want to leave because I was already hooked on the book. But you have – My feeling, yeah. Yeah, I mean like a chemi- chemical reactions – 
Oh, making perfume. Yeah. I mean, I, you, that's stuff that you don't really need to know, but it's nice to know. It's, uh, the making perfume one was, was one where, I mean, a lot of us did that when we were kids. We, we stole all the flowers from nearby gardens and tried to make them, usually for Mother's Day, tried to make them into something, to boil them up. into. I did it. I had a nice perfume bottle, and it ended up as a horrible sort of brown water, which I gave to my mother anyway, because, you know, that was the and only she, present I had. And she loved it. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she was really sweet about it, but I don't think she ever wore it. I'm not even sure she didn't dab a bit on just that first time. I'm, I'm sure but she it dabbed. went pretty bad. I'm sure yeah, she I'm dabbed sure, a little yeah. bit. of. I love the smell of weed. It's beautiful. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Finding out there was a way to do it. There, there is, believe it or not, a French technique where you can press flowers into lard and uh, white lard. The, the fat soaks up the odor, and then you can make you can using the right kind of alcohol. You can make a perfume that is, you know, subtly scented like the flowers you used. And it's things like that. It's it's finding out the things we did as kids and maybe improving on one or two. You know, just making right. them actually work. Some of yeah, the other nice thing to do. some of the others that uh, you know you delve into you know the history of navigation Shakespeare quotes uh, yeah. Caesar stuff like that that's all information that is so great to have in your mind but a couple of the others that just jumped out at me was have you actually yourself solved Rubik's cube ah well that's the thing my my nineteen year old brought it home and he was the one who got into it and he can do it in less than a minute which he's done in public which was. A pretty intimidating moment when no he question. did it. He, he did it in about forty-two seconds, which, as world records go, is terrible. But it was still pretty good. And then I had to go through the instructions to make sure they worked. So I went through them. My wife went through them. Both of my daughters went through them. People who'd never picked up a, a Rubik's cube. And of course, the moment when the thing clicks into place, and it's and you're looking at a completed Rubik's cube, which was previously impossible. Right. It's a very satisfying moment. It is a very very enjoyable sort of. Yeah, and I got moment. I got news for you. When I, when I picked the lock, when I picked the lock and it popped open, when a padlock popped open for the first time, it was a special, <laughs> special time. Yeah. <laughs> and that, well, listen, listen. That's what makes criminals happy. That's why they're criminals. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> but the the Rubik's cube. Just so you know, uh, the the whole previously impossible thing. That's still impossible here uh, on this program because oh, it's what? just not happening. I, 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 honestly, I, I mean, I, again, I refer you to my I, I handed, uh, you know, I, I, if I can do it, then literally anybody can do it. I, I, I promise you I will. In about, <laughs> good. I did it in about five to ten minutes, I think. Oh, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I think so. That that's feels like, I feel, just f- slowly following. Yeah, yeah, that feels like a doable time. Yeah, exactly. Give us, it's like I used to say this to the kids with juggling. I mean, I, I know juggling is a bit of a niche thing, but I used to say, look, take an hour. It takes about an hour with three yeah. balls, just trying it. By the end of an hour, you'll probably get it. Not if you start at the age of 10. You need to be a bit older for that, maybe 16. But one hour, and you've got a skill that lasts for the rest of your life. That's right. Not, it has to be said, a very good skill socially. It is not going to win you love and fortune, but it, it's a fun thing to be able to do if you pass a bowl of fruit. Well, I wish someone would have told me that it wasn't going to win me love and and <laughs> together this forever because wow, yeah. it's just like wasted time for that me now the, to learn how to juggle. That is the drawback. I mean, not all of this stuff is uh, to make uh, to make you a winner with the ladies. Unfortunately, another yeah. thing that yeah. happens just yeah. so another it. thing that happens just so you know is like when you learn how to juggle, and I taught myself how to juggle a long time ago, you know, <laughs> just with the three things. But then you run across the guy that juggles ten things, and you feel just like ah. 
life is over. <laughs> Why did life I is over. Yeah, right. I it's know, like I your it's like your yeah. son doing the Rubik's cube in forty two seconds. I'm like, why? You know, don't talk down <laughs> to me. It's okay. I got. Ah, uh, but when it's your when it's your son, you're you're proud of. It. I always <laughs> say to my son, yeah, I'm not. Yes. I'm not in competition with you. I am delighted by your achievements because there is a part of me that feels like they're my achievements. There so, you yeah, go. I'm just delighted by that. That's right. That's a good message. One of the other things that uh, you talk about in the the book, uh, the Double Dangerous uh, book for boys, uh, Con Igulden, joining us here on Chewing the Fat, is uh, how to write a thank you letter. Um, I'm uh, a little confused on that because apparently my uh, "Hey, thank you for your t- thank you" f- is not good enough. Uh, these, you know, I don't know. I, I put that one in because it was something that I thought was important. But I mean, this comes down to just—it's funny. My my brother David, for example, he gives money to my children uh, every year, and every year he gets very shirty with me because they forget to write thank you letters. So we go through this routine where he gets irritated with me. I say to the kids, come on, you've got to write this letter. And then they all do it very resentfully. I mean, I hope you never hear right. this interview because you probably shouldn't hear the background. <laughs> but the point is, people really do genuinely appreciate yes, they do. words of thanks after an event. So it's and not it so much... Such how, it's, such a, it's not so much writing the thank you letter. I mean, what the thank you letter says. It's a matter of writing, yeah, it, writing that yeah. and receiving that thank you for whatever it is it's the courtesy the, yeah. the, the taking a little bit of trouble to acknowledge another human being it means so much it's like learning someone's name when you meet them for the first time it's these little things are worth more than we usually understand so that was the purpose of that kind of chapter to say you know what this is more important than you know on behalf of your children though i'd like to say uh they probably said thank you to their uncle when he gave them the money at the time so leave me alone <laughs> They probably did. To be perfectly honest, my brother perhaps overdoes that a little bit. But again, he, with any luck, he won't hear this interview. So, Oh, we're sending it to him. Fine. We're, we're going to send it to him. Don't you worry about it, Con. We've got that. All right, so now that you've got, uh, you've got uh, the dangerous book for boys and you've got the uh, double dangerous book for boys, uh, what yeah. didn't make these books that you think now, oh, now i got to write a third one? Uh, do you know... Almost immediately after the second one went for print, went to print, my youngest son, Arthur, came back from Scouts. And he had with him about a three-foot length of uh, stick, ordinary stick, and he'd sharpened the end, so it looked a bit like an arrow. Right. And then he had attached cardboard flights to it, so it looked a lot like an arrow with sellotape. This is five minutes' work. And then he showed me what they'd showed him, which was that if you just throw it, it's, it makes a reasonable distance, like a, sure. a, a sort of lawn dart. But if you wrap a string around it and hold one end of the string in your hand so that as you release it, it imparts a spin, you can double the distance. Nice. And that, that is incredible. We went out to a field and proved that if you can make it spin as you leave your hand, it can soar double the distance through the air. And that, I thought, oh, God, I would have loved to have put that in. I'll have to wait for a triple danger yeah. before I ever get around to doing it. You know. <laughs> I mean, what else have you got to do? Con. I mean, just write the triple book and be done with it. <laughs> There's always more. I mean, you know, I did, um, I did an Italian meal for the Double Dangerous, which might sound like not the most obvious thing. But as I said to the boys, if you know how to make a yeah. lasagna, you are much more likely in your life to be able to eat a lasagna. And yeah. the recipe is for two, one to eat now, one to stick in the freezer for when you've got no food in the house. And it's a, it's a sort of Hello. a joy. It's fairly easy to make. It's a simple, simple recipe. 
But uh, the one chapter that I couldn't put in was, it, believe it or not, and I know you're going to make jokes about this, but it was the British meal. I was going to do a British winter meal, <laughs> very solid, and there was toad in the hole, which I won't explain, and it's perfectly <laughs> decent <laughs> and old-fashioned. <laughs> but there just wasn't room. There wasn't room. The, you know, the, the publisher said, you've got about seven or eight chapters too many, and I had to cut a few. Um, That's not a bad idea, though. Know, these are... These are that's not a bad idea, yeah. though. Maybe, uh, you know, meals for the single man. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. Meals exactly. for dating. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> I mean you, I, it's not really my specialty. There is a limit to how many <laughs> meals I've got. You've got two daughters. What the heck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We can do more research on meals for specific, uh, specific purposes, yeah. But right. uh, the British meal, it did not make the cut. So uh, it'll, it'll go in the next one. So uh, the uh, Arthur and Cameron uh, Golden, uh, they're just uh, they're taking the the low road. They're not even working out selling the book for you. They're just let, making you do all the work. No, they they have they have been. I mean, Arthur's obviously in, he's still in school. My other son's just uh, finished his A level, so he's eight, he's what, eighteen now, nineteen. So he's taking a year off before going to university. Um, actually, I think he's going to he's thinking about um, spending some time, maybe traveling, or maybe possibly I'm trying to persuade him to maybe write a book. There you go. Um, a, a study, a study guide, or something, because he's he's pretty good at the academic side. But uh, the young you can one, tie it in with the travel. Come with me. Yeah, well, yeah, he's thinking, he's thinking Canada at the moment because a friend of his has got a friend and a relative. Yeah. And apparently, there's some place up there. Nobody wants to see Canada. Uh, can... Nobody wants to see Canada. <laughs> well, it's cold. Nobody it's wants to see Canada. It's cold. Yeah, but you know, it look, is, there's it's, snow. It's, okay, we've been here. <laughs> <laughs> he will do a bit of that but they did the two of them did come to a public event with me they signed a few books with me which That's is great. nice for them in London um, yeah and they also did my the youngest son did the jumping paper frog and my oldest son did the Rubik's Cube in public there you and, go yeah that's great did, you know that was that was fun. It was fun going. I mean, the nice thing about this is that we did it everything together. That we, yeah, you know, that we spent a lot of time as father and sons, and that was enjoyable. You know, no yeah, matter you, how anything else turns out. You spoke of your father as uh, uh, the mm. uh, woodworker, and uh, that brings us back to one of the uh, one of the areas in the Double Dangerous book uh, for boys was uh, you know building that workshop, and that had to have come from that. Yes, it did, of course. I mean, my dad was, uh, you know, genuinely a different, different uh, from a, not just a different generation, a different time. I mean, he yeah. was born in 1923. He flew in bomber command in World War II, and and his father was born in 1850. I'm looking at a picture of him on the wall. So he was a, a, a Victorian who had my dad when he was 73. Wow. So it, you know, I I grew up with a lot of sort of old-fashioned. Uh, values um, and I mean my dad grew up in a house with no running water and uh, he yeah. didn't have no electricity he had gas lights on the walls um, so it, you know it really was a he, he knew a little bit about not not poverty because he wasn't but there, there was no money you know there, weren't, right. there was no luxury in that time so I grew up with the idea that unless you could make something like a table or shelves or you didn't uh, have I don't it. know a cupboard for the you, you didn't have it yeah. yeah so that was one of the important things that he passed on to me to to take pride in doing things not not complex things but doing simple things well yeah you know actually it's, it's almost a japanese idea you know like they do with the gardens it might not be the biggest garden in the world but even if it's tiny you can make it as good as, as right possible. it's, you it's your it it's your good garden i know my I, I, my yeah. my my folks and stuff you know they were all 
you know, raised as, as we go down memory lane here with Khan Agulton, uh talking about parental upbringings. But, uh, you know, we're raised, you know, during uh, the Great Depression here in the United States. And, I mean, if you, yeah. you they just went without. You didn't have it. And so if and once you had something, you had it. It was yours. And it was save it was save everything and reuse everything and it was just never it's a yes. definite different time for sure. Uh, well completely, but then these values these are the values we try to pass on. I hope I've I pass on a, a fear I don't like debt at all. I, I hate being in debt. I'd rather save for something and go without it than than have it and then by the time you know the thing breaks and is useless i've still got the debt i mean i'm always going on about that sort of you should you, sh- you, you need to, you, to me you i know? need i need to get you in touch with my wife uh so uh, any of the what too? you need to just get get in touch with my wife and have a talk with a little bit about debt uh you know don't worry about it just that's a little helpful talk that's all <laughs> i just, you know, just i don't know it's, i think it is important but then i uh, that is something we we try and pass. I mentioned my dad, but also my mother was for 20 years a nun um, in a convent, wow. uh, closed order. So she took a vow of poverty. So when she came out uh, to have children, um, she felt a sort of faint guilt about being in the world sure. uh, for the rest of her life, I think, although she loved my father very, very much. Um, they, they, didn't have a, they didn't believe in sort of wasting anything, uh, wasting money. Um, because it was, you know, it, it was, there were people who had wow. nothing. That is a fascinating story. That is a fascinating story in and of itself. I mean, did your mother come out because of the great love she had for her, for your father? No, well, she hadn't met him, I'm afraid. Oh, wow. Was, she sort of planned it. She was, in, she was in the convent from 14 to 34. So as you will appreciate, those are perhaps the 20 most important sort of formative yeah. years of your life. And she wanted, she was desperate to have children. And just before the... the the biological clock said no more. She uh, she found she left Ireland and came to England and met my father, um, and they fell in love very quickly, That's which was sort of convenient. And then they had me uh, very <laughs> very quickly, and my brother, my you know my younger brother. So uh, my my dad had been married once before, and he had two older sons. Uh, so that's where you know I grew up with uh, various influences from him and from them. But, uh, yes, she was an unusual woman, a very, very determined woman. Um, (laughs) No kidding. Fascinating. Con Igledon, I appreciate your time. I know you've got uh, other things to do than, uh, you know, yap with me uh, here on Chewing the Fat. I enjoyed it. And uh, the book. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. The latest book is uh, The Double Dangerous Book for Boys. And uh, the first one, if you don't have the first one, The Dangerous Book for Boys, what are you doing with your life? But uh, you should definitely get this one, The Double Dangerous Book for Boys, uh, available wherever books are sold con golden thank you so much for joining us on chewing the fat i really appreciate it thank you very much i really enjoyed it So earlier we were talking about Popeyes, and uh, did you see, I don't know, a few days ago, the, the video, the viral video was out, was uh, where the you see a, a person coming out of a fast food joint, which, you know, is Popeyes, and you see what, you, what we find out now is an employee of Popeyes 
picked this woman up, slams her down on the on the drive. I mean, it was a great slam down. I mean, I, at the same time, the guy recording it is in his car and he's got his he's got his phone out and he's recording it. And at the same time, I mean, the driver, the guy recording, it, and me at the same time when he picks her up and slams her onto the concrete. Oh sh! I mean, it was it was you're just like oh, I mean, it was it was amazing. It was like, oh, it was amazing. So. I was, and then I was then I was done with it. Okay, we're done. I watched it a couple times. Okay, four or five, and uh, and I'm done with it. Well, of course we have a lawsuit now. Of well, yeah, he picked her up and threw her down. And I mean, he, it was a it body was slam. Like, man. It was a WWE. It was hard. Slam, yes, yeah. it, it was. And on the pavement too. Yeah, it was hard. Like well, not in the grass. It was like in. The, no, oh. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I that's mean. That's harsh. That's why myself and the the video recorder was like, oh, I mean, it was amazing. Just doing it for Chris. He's so mad at me right now. So anyway, this happened to the guy doing the throwing down was uh, employee Darian's Rashael Hughes. I'm sorry? Darian's Rashael Hughes. Why are you telling me his name like that? Just telling you his name. Okay. He was the manager. He was the manager? According to this, he was the the manager. Oh, I'm sorry. That did not look like a manager at all. Darian's... Rashaheel Hughes, okay, twenty nine, terminated. Oh yeah, yeah, not a nice day. Well, hold on, they're both on the wrong. Well, we haven't even got there yet. So okay. just calm down. They're both not in the wrong. Yes, no, yes. Did, nobody does anything to get slammed down on the concrete like that. No, I'm sorry. Go with the story so, and then let the now, audience decide. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to do. Thank yeah, you. What yeah. are you, the Keith. commentator now? I'm Keith. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, it's worth the story. I already put it in the trash, bro. We're done with it, okay? So, but I highlighted it. But for she has you an attorney. The sharpie Don't on start. it. I put sharpie on it, circled it, and highlighted it. Like you didn't get through it. Go to the second page. Go to the second page. Right there. See, I the sharpie and circle. I didn't do that just for you know. That's and giggles. So the lady's attorney told uh, the Nashville Tennessean that the woman underwent two surgeries. Don't believe it. As a result of the attack and will need months of rehabilitation. Don't believe it. Ah, boy, that's tough to that's tough to believe too. I mean, yes, yeah, she was slammed in the concrete. Yes, he picked her up and threw her down. I mean, but shoulders, elbows, eye, something, you know, head, shoulders, knees and toes, so I mean, yeah. Wait, she did there the song damage. Too? Yes, she did. You can see it if you slow the video slow down. down you can when see. he picks her up, uh-huh. just before you go, oh shit! When she hits the concrete, just before then, you can see her. You can see her in the air going head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes, and then she hits the concrete. Wow! No wonder yeah. she needs two surgery yeah. and months of right? rehab. So, according to her, we don't. Okay. Know, we don't. Okay. We don't. Darian's Russia heel Hughes has we not commented comment. yet. Okay. Uh, she claims that she uh, ate at the same Popeyes on Sunday and paid thirteen dollars and eleven cents for a meal of corn, biscuits, chicken tenders, and apple pies. Ew. Okay. She gets what she wants. Ew, it's, a, no. it's America. She can so get what she wants on, at Popeyes. So far, I'm on, on his side. That's then a bad she, order. She got home. Okay. Okay. She realized Darian's Russia heel Hughes charged me twice. Ooh. I got double billed. Well, I, I would Wait. think that 
when you ordered your now this is just me thinking off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, go ahead. This spit it out between the lines. Here. Oh, that's but what we, we do, do here. I know. Yeah. Uh, that when you ordered your meal of corn, biscuits, chicken tenders, and apple pies, Gross. and they said, uh, wait a minute, stop, I want to see this. So she wasn't charged twenty six, twenty two. she was charged thirteen eleven. So it should have been the six bucks, or right, the six fifty. Yeah. So why didn't she say, Hey, why did you charge me thirteen thirty eleven for thirteen eleven corn biscuits, chicken tenders, and apple pies? I get this every day, six bucks. It's never, it's never thirteen eleven. Well, she wouldn't say that then. She just paid it. I guess. Okay. So then she called the manager. Who he called? Uh, who the manager? And which is Russia Hill Hughes, okay. uh, Darian's okay. Russia Hill Hughes. Okay. And uh, he told her to come back with documentation in order to get a refund. That's a typical answer from a manager. Absolutely, Nobody's wrong now. When she got there, she claimed she was treated with hostility and anger from the manager. Okay. There were words back and forth. Okay, okay. The attorney says that the lady denied allegations that she used a racial slur against... Darian's Russia Hill Hughes, but said that Darian's Russia Hill Hughes called her an ugly, broke down cracker. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I've heard worse. <laughs> this ain't the receipt from tonight, you ugly ass, broke down cracker. Yeah, no, Darius is in trouble. He shouldn't be doing that. He's a manager. She Bob called Bob. him the N-word. Did she? I, I I played the video for me and Ron, and she said the N-word because a customer says, hey, 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 that does not give you the right to say the N-word. What are you doing? She says it twice, before and after. The customer says, hey, 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 you should not be saying that here. So if you think about so it. So now you're on the side of Darius. Oh, Absolutely. Darius should have slammed her down. Absolutely. If she said that racial comment twice, that's fighting that does, words. That's Those fighting, are fighting words. words. Yeah. Those are fighting How words. about you give me my money back, Darius? Stop calling me, me the N-word. I didn't call you the N-word you before it twice. you overcharged me for my corn, biscuits, and chicken tenders chicken and, tenders, and apple, pies. apple pie. Oh, my. So... How about that, Darians? How about you not charge me double and pocket the other seven fifty? Oh, so now you're calling me a thief. You know what? Yes, I am. You're calling me a thief that's now. A, that's what Darius was doing. Oh, is it because I'm the skin of my color? Is it because the skin of my, skin of my color? color? Yes, yeah. it is. It is the skin I'm of your thief? color. I'm a thief? Because I'm brown, that makes me a thief? Color. Yes. Well, that's let's right. go outside and be body Give me my money you. back, Darius. No. No. You know why you something crackers? I gave you the receipt. Give me my receipt back. I need my receipt. No. Ugly asshole, broke down cracker. No, <laughs> just recreated the entire fight. We for did. You right there. there you go. So there's a problem. So who's on the right? I don't. I think they're both wrong. Absolutely. And it, it, this is also wrong. another scenario of what we talked about. No one de-escalated the situation. No, not as even a close. manager, he should have de-escalated. Now the we situation. don't know. It says that she talked to the manager. Now we honestly don't know. It doesn't say in the story that Darian's was the manager, right? So she talks. That says, hold on. Well, you said, Just a second. Let me get it out of the trash. Yeah, I highlighted it in a Sharpie, the manager section for you. Okay. I got it. Thanks, Keith. I got uh Let's see what happens here. Okay, so it says here, she says that she talked to the manager, right? Yeah. But it doesn't say that 
Oh, the Dan Darius was, the, one, was the, manager. the manager that picked right? up the line. She said that she called the manager, and the manager said, come back with documentation and get a refund. No problem. She did that, which you know any fast food place will do that, and I have done that before. It's, it works. They're fine with it. It's okay. But she said when she got there, she was treated with hostility and anger. That's with Darian's Russia Hill Hughes. He was just an employee, I think. He was not the manager. I don't think so, because it does not look like he's a manager from what That's from what the I video. mean. He, was, he looks just like a normal employee. Uh, so she didn't talk to the manager good. when she got back to the no. store. She See, just she talked failed. to Darian. She failed to follow instruction. Yep. And, you know, she should have come in and asked Darian to speak to the manager. But then maybe Darian got mad and said, what, I don't look like a manager to you? Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcast. I mean, I just realized this is Fat Pile Friday. And yeah, you still got time to do some headlines. I'm looking at the Fat Pile. <laughs> it's pretty big. I still have half of the half pile in here. I was just looking at the Fat Pile going, wow, man, we did not get to anything. But maybe I should go through the Fat Pile and we you get should. to some just of the stuff. You should. Just do some headlines. Because I've got great stuff. I mean, still not even in the, they're in, they're in the computer Fat Pile that I wanted to get to today. Like uh, the college admission scandals still going on. Lori, 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 pay for my tuition. Right. She might go down hard. Oh, no. Because they just threw the real estate and title insurance executive. I mean, he was just found guilty, and the judge gave him a hard time about it. And we got we have to go through those on Monday. we got to go through who's who's all been charged so far, who hasn't. It's really ridiculous. The judge called this guy, you know, the judge called him a thief. You're no more than a common thief's actions. The judge calls us, stop it, Judge Dinglehead. That's his name? Yeah, that's his name. Dinglehead? It doesn't say that. It says his name is U.S. District Judge Nathaniel Gorton. I'm just saying. So are you reading between the lines? Yes. Okay. And McFarland, the guy who was, you know, part of the deal was, he said it in his own mind. He didn't say it out loud. He said it in his mind. Whatever, Judge Dingleberry. He just tried to help my kids out. But uh, holy cow. Now, I don't get how it's taking so long. Like, he's got two years. Gorton was also sentenced to two years of supervised release, <laughs> 200 hours of community service, <laughs> and a $150,000 fine oh, he could on top of six months in prison. Oh, that's easy. That's cake. Oh, that that's cake. I mean, that's... That's not 13 days. No, no. Those and are the hard. correctional those, facility. Those are hard. And the, camp. And the all-female camp. correctional camp. Camp. Uh, that's not that. Includes massages. You can't. Yeah, you can't. No. You can't. No, you can't beat that. It's two different things. Apples yeah. and oranges. Absolutely. Apples and oranges. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got stories here. We've got... All right, let's, let's go through the headlines. The fat pile. Here we go. Man gets their DWI after being pulled over with a chicken. So the guy gets pulled over. The police gets a call. The 911 gets a call. There's a guy driving erratically behind me, and I think he's got a hawk in his car. Okay, if it was me, and I'm in front of that guy already, I'm not calling 911. No. He's driving erratically. I'm already past him. You passed him, yes. Look at that guy. He's got a hawk in his car that with a cool. man. Pretty, I, take a video and go, world star. I, that guy's, that guy's going to cause some damage. I got to get home. Thank and, you. But they called. And so the police pulled and finally got whoop, him whoop. double. And uh, hey, you like my chicken? Uh, okay, so he was a little inebriated. A little? Uh, yeah, there was a few beer cans and stuff in the front of the car. Who hasn't done that? Right. This is his, and his cousin was in the car with him. Who hasn't done that? Now, either? why didn't they give the chicken to the cousin? 
So the cousin, I mean, the Wait, cousin did they, didn't go to jail. Where's the chicken? The cousin wasn't driving. The chicken was uh, taken in. Right? It was like, Why? The, they treated like the chicken like the kid. Like, are they going to go through the foster care system? I guess so. I mean, put the, that's, no, take the cousin. Right. The cousin will take the chicken. I know. Well, that's upsetting. <laughs> now, the chicken's name was uh, Teresa. Oh, Teresa so the chicken. Name. Where's the Teresa the chicken? Now, they put it in the back seat with the cousin for a little while. Cause, uh, you oh, know, so the cousin was taking care of the chicken. Yeah, in the, the back, in the back seat of the police car. Okay. All right. But then uh, Milwaukee Area Domestic Animal Control Commission came and took the chicken. <laughs> Hey, that's when Teresa got pissed. You could tell. There's, we have audio of Teresa from the dash cam. Uh, Teresa was pissed. We're going to give Teresa to the Animal Control Commission. Uh, she did not like that at all. <laughs> we have that story. Oh, that's upsetting. I mean, right? Don't bug me that. Can you give me something else? We have uh, U.S. superbug deaths are falling, but infections are on the rise. Wait, what? So something is falling and something is on the rise. U.S. superbug deaths are falling. Good, good, good. Infections are on the rise. Oh, so we're still getting infected. So we're still getting infected. We're just not dying. Good. We're just wandering around six. It's the walking dead is what it is. They're not dying, but they are dying. They're already dead, but no, they're not. No, no, but they're not. No, they're not. not. Richard Branson blasted for his photo in South Africa. Oh, yes. Jeffy, this entire week we've been talking about apologizing and don't. Never bend the knee to the rage mob. Dana Lash. Well, I mean, she's got, okay, it's fine. She's got that pinned and she's got that tweeted on her Twitter account, but it's my line. Anyway, the uh, never bend the knee. I mean, I may have said it differently than that. Like, hey, never that's apologize. season finale for uh, Criminal Minds quote, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my line. He's going to say I, I should, Dana Lash. I should pin that as a Twitter pin. Then Dana yeah, can't steal it from copying, me like she stole you, this one. Because <laughs> she's going to steal my line if I don't true, pin it to Twitter. True, You have to pin it to Twitter, yeah. yes. Do you know how to pin? Because yeah. you never pin anything on your Twitter. I've never seen you pin anything to Twitter. Do you know how to do it? I could teach you. Just pin th- this tweet. You done? Yes. You pissed me off so bad. There's a reason why people want you back just behind the grill. That's fine with me. Put the apron on. Yeah, and cook. Yeah, that's fine. Out of sight, out of mind. Keep them coming. That's out of sight, out of mind. Only need, call me when you need me. Look up at the screen. Cook what's on the Absolutely. Don't forget the roach. So Branson is in trouble in South Africa because he goes to South Africa and he's, uh, he's all happy. He's starting. Uh, he's starting a new thing in uh, in South Africa, the Branson Center of Entrepreneurship. Nice. It's for all South Africans. Good, good. Then he eh, took a big picture, celebration picture. What's wrong with the picture? Eh, all white people. That's what I thought. I thought like oh, South Africa was all so white, white people. people. Yeah, no, that's not. not. Now, honestly, I honestly thought like South Africa is the white people area, and then everything. I can't else help is- what you thought, but no, it's not. Okay, I can't help what you thought. Unbelievable. Now, I will say that. Uh, South Africa is, uh, you know, a lot of white people uh, have been keeping the brother down in South Africa for, oh, a, lot years, okay. for a lot of years. So is Branson doing and that? And just so you're clear, uh, the black population makes up uh, only 81%. Oh, that's a high percentage. In South Africa. So, you know, it makes sense that he wouldn't have anyone in his pictures with him. 
No, that's eighty. It's eighty-one percent high. Yeah, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, I don't. It's hardly you couldn't find a black no, you person anywhere. Find, no, no, he was looking. It was. And he only found no. fifteen white people. So he deleted that picture. Of course he did. Deleted that picture and he put and up a couple other pictures. He apologized to with some black people. Oh, so is, is this the new version of Luca have black friends? Yes. What are you talking? Oh, what are you talking about? There's no black people. Sure, there is. Look, here's a couple more pictures. Yeah, show the people in the camera. There was black people there. See, look. We have cameras in the room tonight. There were here's the wait, here's the first picture. And when you see oh. it, you know right away. Look at that. Oh, why that is, is. Why is there no black people in? That's there? a lot of I mean, You think that no matter what country you're in. Right? You I know, right? Go, yeah, Richard, what are you doing, bro? But uh, then he posted these. For the black people posted these. With, oh, uh, I see with them. people of okay. color. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, people uh, of color. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. I said black people. I don't. Maybe they are just black people in South Africa. Are they? I mean, that's what the story said. Oh, well, I just they are black people. people. Color myself. I think those are like the people in America. People of color. Yeah. That's a, that's an American. That's thing? an American thing. Yeah. So then there's the Rod Stewart story. Who's that? Is that another musician from yes. like old days? Yes. Give me a song. Uh, if you think I'm sexy. Ooh. I'm sexy and I know it. No. Dun, 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 no, dun, no, 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 no. No. If you think I'm sexy and you love my body, Rod Stewart. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's legendary. Does he died? He le- no. Oh, okay. No. Still with us. But uh, he took 26 years to make a model train city. I'm sorry? 26 years. Where? To make a model train city in the upstairs of his house. And it's going to be featured in this uh, model train magazine. He's all happy about it. it. Took years to make. Twenty-six years to make. It's fascinating. It looks great. It's uh, 124 feet long, 23 feet wide, and it's depicting this American city in the industrial hinterland of the Ooh, 40s. I like that. I like that. From trackside switchman shanties to vast factories and skyscrapers, and the roads are dirty, and it's all it, detail. It's super detailed. He did. Well, it, it took him 26 years. So. Right. Well, what I found right. fascinating is that while he was on tour, this think about how expensive and how much money he spent on this, okay, right? Okay. So you're on tour. Rod Stewart's on tour. Tour of the world. Rod Stewart. Okay. I'm singing. Sexy oh. and, and you I think know I'm it. sexy and you love my body. And then you go back to the hotel. Okay. You rent another hotel room. Just to so work? you can bring your... Come on, man. That you can bring your stuff along so you can work on your toy stuff in the, in the next room. So... On the, tour. The... Toys are not good enough to be in the same room with him. Oh, of course. Please, no. Stop. So we, I need another room. Make sure there's a connecting room because I don't set- want to walk that Yeah, that no, far. it's connecting. It has to be connecting room. room. He, and he says, oh, the, the hotel was very accommodating. They, they were able to move the stuff out of the room well, for me. Uh, you're, what's his name again? Rod Stewart. You're Ron Stewart. Uh, Rod. You're, Rod, R-O-D. sorry. Rod Stewart. You don't think they're not going to move that bed? I don't. Like, what is this? Very, it was very nice. So they're very accommodating. They Trust me, if they don't, they're going to be. I, and I got news for you, Rod. They didn't do it for free. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Check under your itemized receipt. Yes. Right at the bottom, there's like a $250 charge. Yeah, take a look at the accountant bill Okay, for the there's tour. A, there's a $250 charge for removing furniture out of their room. Oh, it had to be more than that. Oh, yeah. But then he's got his people moving in whatever, Dude, that, whatever platforms. Dude, I do not want to be of, that intern. Right? That's that intern that, that was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be with Ron Stewart. I'm touring Rod. Oh, Rod, sorry. I'm, I'm touring with Rod, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Man, yeah. So what did you do? I hauled his toy toy. Train set around. Wait, what? Yeah, I, I held this toy train set around. Well, Rod's I thought he working was on like, a 
where I was working on a. Is it a musician? It's a, it's a model. It's a, well, it's not a toy train set. I mean, I just call it a toy train set. Yeah. He gets pissed when I call oh, it a toy train set. Yeah. It's a model. It's a model okay. railway city uh-huh. that he's been working on. Apparently, he's been working on it for a long time. Yeah, but he's not a musician. He loves working on it. How, yeah, but you know, when he gets off and he's done, he's okay. tired. He wants to relax, and that's how he relaxes. And so, uh, I just move it into the room next to him. And then when he's, you know, when we leave that city, you know, like you have to, every night. I was going to say, isn't that every night? So I'm sure that at some of his tours, Rod probably, you know, has a, you probably, if you, as you're the train guy, you're like, thank God we're doing two shows in the city. I could take a break for a night. I don't have to move that freaking train set anymore. So you just take it like, yeah, and I just move it. I make sure that everything's okay. The other night, a bridge broke, man, and he was pissed. Was Ron upset? I thought I was gonna, Rod. Oh, was Rod really was upset. Mad. Yeah, okay. I thought I was going to lose my job, but I told him, hey, it wasn't me. Don't let it happen again. And I moved it into the room. Plus, the other night, then the other night, we go to, we're in Lisbon. Okay. A freaking hotel doesn't have the extra room ready. Oh, no. The guy, there's, still a, there's still a guy in there. I said you can't. Uh, that, Rod will not have that. There can't be. I can't have the train set down the down the hallway. No, no. It's he he wants to walk through room. the door. Yeah, yeah. We so that guy's got to go. All right. You know who this is? This is Rod Stewart, right? I got to have it up. The show's over in three hours. All right. He's going to be back here in three and a half. Yeah. I need that room emptied and cleared, and I need my train set in there. Okay. That has to happen. So I just found it fascinating. That Rod's. They were so accommodating. Yeah, buddy. It's Ron Stewart. It's Rod. Yeah, Rod Rod Stewart. Yeah, Yeah. like, dude, what the hell? Rod, what are you going to say? No? What? Do do you think the hotel wants to be? Right. Mr. Stewart's on tour, and uh, we're touring the world, and uh, Rod's, you know, world star, and uh, he needs two rooms, and one of the rooms needs to be emptied because he has a a, a model trail. Yeah, but there's nobody going to be in there, like. What do you mean empty? There's nobody. Yeah, no, but he's got to bring in his, his railway Oh, you set. want us to move the bed and all that stuff? Uh, it's got to go. It's got to be moved. You out. do not have to charge you for that, right? Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Don't Just don't say anything to Rod about it. And don't look him in the eyes either when you, when you look at him. Don't, because he gets pissed. So just don't look at him like that, okay? That's and, a cool story. Right? That's an awesome story. 26 years, though, he's working on this That's thing. a lot of years. There's a hole upstairs to his house. He said he, he you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have the room for it. Yeah, Dude, and you're, the money. You're Ron Stewart. Rod. Oh, Rod Stewart. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, does he forget who he is? I, it sounded like it, yeah. How old is this guy? Like, Rod's 70? Yeah, he's in his 70s now. Yeah, 74. Like, like, what do you think this is? Like, I am Ron Stewart. Rod. I could, oh, Rod Stewart. I could do anything I want. Right. Come on. I know. But it's a cool story, though. That's, that reminds me of uh, when... Do uh, you like Brazilian music? That was not as good as Brazilian music. But it's like no. that. It's like those guys are like. Yeah, they don't care anymore. No. They don't care. Yeah. He's working on a stupid rail. 26 but years. But now what? Right? He just goes upstairs. That's what I'm saying. Like what now? Turns the train on, sits down, drinks a little glass of tomato juice. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Drives through Chick-fil-A hoping to get a you know sweet a body tea slam? light on ice and extra lemon. That's McDonald's. Uh, no, it was not. Oh, yeah, it was. Because the Chick Fil A is screwed. Never mind. He's yeah, Chick Fil A. I tried the Chick Fil A. Rod Stewart's not going through Chick Fil A. You don't no, know they, that. No, they hate. Whoa, they're haters. Really? Yo, against all the LGBT crowd. Oh my gosh. Is Ron gay? We hate, no, but we just we just hate people like that. Oh. Hmm. Plus, I got news for you. Rod's not going through the drive-through. Okay. You don't know that. No, you okay. don't no. know that. It was very nice of it was very nice of my children to bring me food. It was very nice of my my housekeeper to bring me food. It's very Rod's you, not drunk going through the drive You're Ron Stewart. Rod. Uh, Rod Stewart. Sir Rod like, Stewart. Yeah, he's not. Oh, he's that. a sir he's, too? Yes, he is. Is he with Sir Elton John? Yeah, yes. Yes, nice. he is. Nice. Yeah. 
Is this an American dude or is this like no, a British no, dude? No, he was raised in England. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not going to Chick-fil-A. They closed the Chick-fil-A in England, didn't they? Or yes. Was Canada. Yeah, they shut it down. Oh, yeah, they shut it but down. But they didn't yeah. shut it down because no business. No, they shut it down because they're gays. But the, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They're gay bigots. But you can look for it at uh, Railway Modular Magazine, and if you don't subscribe to that. Who, why mean, haven't you? Thank you. Like, are you serious? Jeffy, everybody subscribes to the. I know. The. Railway Modular Magazine. Yeah, especially when they're going to feature Ron you know, Stewart. Rod Stewart, the scenery yeah. and I mean, the structure sir, modeling, uh, locomotives, track work, electrics. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. His attention, By the way. His attention to detail, extreme detail, is paramount. By the way, I feel like that's such a waste of time because as soon as the camera guy comes in and takes a picture with the editor of the magazine. All right, Ron, we're done. Um, anything else you want to put in the magazine? No? <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for doing this for 26 years. We're not going to have to write down everything you did, are we? <laughs> can we just look at it and you can tell us real quick? Absolutely. Uh, you, but you know he's going to sit there and start. This was my first piece. Holy cow. And I, we got it. I There's know. more? So, again, we told them in advance. They were really accommodating. The, hotel, the hotels, right? When he's on tour. They're taking out the beds. But they also provided fans... And they had provided other ways to improve air circulation oh, and yeah, ventilation. So that, yeah, so that, that paint, he doesn't get high All on the that paint. All the glue and everything. Yes, yeah. the paint and the glue. Holy cow. Uh, oh, next time you hear, Rod, you ever make any money on any of your tours? No, we lost no, money on every tour. I don't know why, though. We why, can't figure Ron? it like, out. What the heck? You, I don't know. you were sold out. You're doing two to three shows a week. Another problem might have been is that you put Ron Stewart on the sign. It should have been Rod. People would have known who you were. It's the night. I got all these Rod Stewart songs coming back to me now. And don't forget about Maggie May. Wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. Oh, come on. All Rod Stewart. All right, that's enough. Have a good weekend.